Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by A Voice You Know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Welcome to a special live edition here, live to tape, of Around the Hearn and a big week of high school basketball the next couple of days. Right now, the state semifinals won already in the books here at UD Arena in Dayton, a 66-24 win for Fort Loramie, a team that gave it just three turnovers through the course of the ball game. 34 points off 24 Crestview turnovers and a win for the Fort Loramie Redskins. They get to 28-1 on the year. They'll play in the finals against either Waterford or McDonald, which is getting ready to get started here in about 10 minutes or so. But I love this edition of the show. You get to hear from four of the uh, coaches that will coach this weekend in the uh, state semifinals and Mark Gregory from uh, Crestview and kind of what he was thinking before this game that took place a couple of days ago when I talked to him. One of the most positive guys that I've ever met. I love my conversation with him. Got to talk to him just the one time, and he gave me advice with having four young ladies of his own of what to do with my daughter. Carla Siegel, the head coach of the two-time state champion Fort Loramie Redskins and a team that will be making their 11th state finals appearance and just a big positive thing for the Redskin Nation to be able to be in this building, and they were loud, they were rowdy. It was a terrific game from Dana Rose, who had 22 points. You'll hear from Carlos Siegel and what she said a couple of days ago, and then previewing the D3 matchup coming up here in just a couple of hours as I tape this. It's Troy Yant of the OG Lady Titans, and Rick Geiser, the head coach at Waynedale, and what they have and what they're thinking. All of that comes up here in just a bit. Again, it's a Final Four edition of Around the Hearn. We've got more basketball tomorrow night. It'll be the boys' regional finals on a Friday night from Van Wert. A red-hot New Bremen team taking on a white-hot Columbus Grove team and a Bulldog squad that would like to get retribution for a year ago and almost a year to this day of the state and the season closing down and how that didn't work for them. I'm excited about the possibility of having a double dip on Saturday as well. If the OG ladies are victorious here this afternoon, they would play at 2 o'clock on a Saturday. And then the boys will play in Elida. A chance to get to state down here in Dayton this year. It's a different atmosphere, but a, uh, a heck of a run down to Dayton. I'm just so glad that we're able to get to this point and that we're talking about basketball in the state of Ohio. Again, coming up here within the next handful of minutes, Mark Gregory from Crestview, Carlos Siegel from Fort Loramie, along with Troy Yant from OG and Rick Kaiser from Waynedale. Big thanks to tuning in to kind of a special extra bonus edition of Around the Hearn. Tony's on Main Street in Ottawa, home of the Titan Burger and, if you're really hungry, the Cow Tipper. Tony's grounds their hamburger meat each day. Each patty is fresh and never frozen and not cooked until you order it. Don't forget to add some of the great sides like French fries, pickle fries, and their great breaded mushrooms. While you're there, you can't forget to get some of their great ice cream, ice cream treats, and frozen yogurt. Tony's on Main Street in Ottawa, making burger history since 1962. Talking more about the uh, semifinals, we talked to uh, Coach Carlos Siegel just a couple of minutes ago, uh, talking to Mark Gregory, and we were just talking about going into this, about this being your first rodeo. It's not Crestviews, obviously, but neat territory, unfamiliar territory for you. Yeah, you know this is this is my first time being through this as a head coach, and and I am I am certainly excited for uh, for my team, uh, for my um, you know my coaching staff and my community, and uh, we're we're just so excited about the opportunity we have ahead of us. It's a it's a uh, extremely difficult opportunity, but we are certainly looking forward to it and ready for it. Kind of a long, strange road to get to this point, and I ask every coach this, and and honestly, I know myself included, everybody's tired tired of talking about it, but. It's the big story of you didn't get a resolution for the most part, everybody, last year. You get to this point, we didn't know where we would be in October if we would even get to March. Just the craziness of this year. I mean, how did you and how did the girls deal with that? You know, I, um, I'll never forget having that Zoom meeting with my girls because uh, we started the season actually in quarantine because of uh, volleyball. So all my volleyball girls were in quarantine. I was in, in quarantine because it was my wife. That, uh, that was put into quarantine. So um, it was it was a very difficult time to start the season off that way. But um, I told the girls along the way, one day at a time, one game at a time, and, and let's just enjoy every second we have together 
and and by God's grace, we've been able to uh, have this whole season and be able to get to this point where we get to go to state tournament. Now, if with your wife in quarantine and, and it kind of going off for her, I mean, did you at least get the good room with a good TV, make her sleep downstairs? Well, I tell you what, uh, the thing is, is, is she actually didn't didn't have COVID. Um, we, we actually had three negative tests after that. And uh, that's another story for another time, bud. But, um, you know, we, we actually didn't have any, any – none of us were sick. And so we basically used that time to just grow. And uh, there was some frustration at first, but um, I, I definitely grew through that time of sitting in quarantine for 14 days. But, again, it allowed me to keep communicating with my coaching staff, with my players, and I really do think it, it made us stronger. Well, I'm glad to hear that that, that uh, didn't go awry. And, and just kind of, you know, again, with everything that's been crazy, I'm just so happy that we're here and you're so uh, so helpful to talk to me about, about this team and about what you've done this year kind of the oddity of the way districts sometimes draw out. You had to go up against Grove again, and was it any easier for you, or or was it harder in terms of you've seen them, they've seen you, you know what they do, they know what you do? Yeah, you know, I think uh, most coaches would probably say they'd rather not play your foe, but I was just excited about the opportunity for the fact that whoever won that game was going to be representing the Northwest Conference. And that just tells you a little bit about our conference and how tough it is. Um, and I think that that's something that, that really stands out to me, but, uh, I'm certainly, uh, you know, appreciative of, of Brian Schrader and his program. And, uh, I respect him a lot. And I just, uh, I, I'm, I'm blessed that, that, uh, that we were able to get past them and, and, uh, move on to uh, the state finals. And it wasn't exactly an easy road through the NWC this year because the last handful of years, the, the league has gone from sort of that younger grouping where everybody had a freshman or a sophomore in their lineup to, kind of more of a senior-driven lineup. Now, you guys, of course, break that rule this year, but, I mean, to just be able to take the best shots from, like you talked about, Columbus Grove and from Spencerville and from Lincoln View and from Allen East, I mean, just goes to show how much the NWC has really kind of blossomed. Yeah, you know, we, we uh, lost the Spencerville uh, first conference game and second second game of our season, um, and that was, that was uh, to me, was our turning point uh, because at that point, we, we did some things in that game. We didn't shoot well. We, the other team shot really well. And, uh, and I thought our communication was, was not good in that game. Our body language was not good in that game. And that really was the turning point because I challenged our girls and said, girls, that was the most embarrassing loss of my career. And I said, I don't want to do that the rest of the year. And I said, something's got to change. And I tell you, we, we, we changed right from, that, right from that game. And it was a huge difference the rest of the way. Now, probably for a lot of reasons from the outside in terms of how people look at the state, they hear Convoy, they talk about the boys, and obviously they've had a tremendous run of talent the last handful of years, but unfortunately they, uh, they're they not playing anymore. How, how or when did it get to the point where you sort of felt like, okay, people are taking notice of Crestview basketball this year? You know, I, I, think, um, I think that Crestview has obviously had a lot of respect uh, in the Northwest Conference and in the Northwest uh, area and um, you know I, I just you know Coach Rickard has done such a great job with this program over the years and so and they they've had a lot of success and I just came in and, and, and was hoping to carry that tradition on and uh, I think uh, you know our kids have just you know taken one game at a time all season long and again a lot of that was because of COVID we just didn't know what to expect and I think that really helped us grow the entire season. I, I'm always fascinated to ask coaches this who have. Uh, sons or daughters who play on their teams, does that make it easier or harder for you or for them? That's a great question, and, and that's something you probably have to ask them. But uh, oh, I'm sure they're going to say you, harder. <laughs> I tell you, it, it's been a true blessing. You know, I had my daughter, Lexi, that uh, actually was a freshman my first year coaching and um, had, her, had her for four years, and she was great for me. Um, we, had, we had a lot more positives than negatives, I can tell you that. You know, we never took basketball home. And it's the same with my kids now. I mean, we don't talk about basketball at home when the game's, the game's over. We leave the gym, it's, it's done with. And uh, I'm just so proud of them. And, and, and you know, it, it, I'm sure it's not easy. Um, but, you know, like I said, it, it's something I, I truly bless, uh, you, am blessed with. And uh, I, I'm just so excited. There's nothing better than uh, being able to go to state tournament with your team than having being able to go to state and have your kids along with you playing for you. After the Grove game ends, have you removed the smile from your face yet? It's been awful tough, bud. Uh, you know, 
obviously we we uh, we had to get back to work yesterday and and uh, get prepared, start preparing for this next game. But yeah, it, we've been on cloud nine ever since Saturday night. And uh, I tell you, just like Thursday night, Thursday night was a tough battle for us, and and uh, you know we weren't sure how things were going to turn out. We had a game plan, and I thought our our kids executed that perfectly. And I thought the kids did, they executed the game plan on offense and defense perfectly against Columbus Grove as well. And obviously, we're going to look to continue that on next week. You've got uh, big scores in Olivia Cunningham and in Callie Gregory, but it doesn't kind of end there. I mean, Bailey's over 200 points on the year. Lacey can come in and hit shots. And with the emergence of Maya throughout the course of the season, what's the most dangerous part of an opponent trying to figure out how to stop Crestview basketball? I, I think the biggest thing is like just what you said. I think any any given night, I think any one of those girls can have have a strong night, and and it's tough to it's tough to stop five people. And I think that's what we have is five girls that that are going to play their hearts out, and they're going to give you anything, and they're going to pass up. You know, they're they're so unselfish, and so Liv Cunningham doesn't care if Callie Gregor was the leading scorer, and vice versa. Uh, they just play so well together, play so hard, and and they don't care who gets the credit. A little bit ago, Coach Siegel told me in terms of scouting your team that you remind them, you remind her a lot of them in that exactly what you're saying of one through five, one through eight, one through ten, whatever it may be, look up and down the roster and, yeah, we might have a couple of double-figure scores, but we don't care. It's give me an assist, give me a rebound. Okay, if I have to be the scorer on this night, then so be it. Yeah, um, first off, uh, I also want to bring up Lacey McCoy and, 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 and Maya, who had double doubles in that la- in that championship game with Grove. And that doesn't happen very often when you have two kids have double doubles in the same game. I mean, that was pretty special. And we're talking about 16 rebounds for Maya and 10 for, for uh, Lacey. Um, but getting back to what you were saying, Coach, I, I think, um, you know, Warmy is so good, and it's because you look across the board – and any one of those girls, any one of those girls can score for them. Every one of those girls get up in you and, and defend you. Every one of those girls rebound the basketball. They just do everything really, really well. And they get Ava Schultz back, which, I mean, that's obviously a huge part of what they can do. She's kind of rounding into form, but it gives them kind of another piece or maybe another one of your nightmares. Hey, you know, they always say the rich get richer, you know, <laughs> but, uh, no, like I said, like, hey, kudos to them. And like I said, they've, they've, uh, really gotten better as the season went on but you know to get somebody like that back in the lineup I mean that's it was just like when Maya Maya was out for two weeks with her stress fracture in her her foot and we had to we had to figure out what are we going to do how are we going to play who's going to pick it up for us and we had girls come off the bench Reagan Hammonds and Brent Budman that came in and and really helped out and um, you know that's what it's all about is next 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 person up what's been the most fun part about this season for you I mean obviously it's not over yet and hopefully that it's not for a while but to just kind of look back and go, wow, okay, you know, we've done some cool things along the way. The, the, the thing that I would say about this team that, that I think any, any really, really good team has is team chemistry. And I think, you know, we've got a lot of, we've got sisters, we've got cousins, we've got, you know, people that are related to each other. And, and that's, that to me is a big help. And that's why I think we've had the success we've had is because, you know, we just get, we just get along so well. They care about each other. They don't want to see each other get hurt. They don't want to see anybody lose. And, and they just they just keep challenging each other to, to get better. And, and that's, that's, that's why I think we've had the success we've had. You know, it's so funny because obviously uh, Convoy and Fort Loamie are not exactly on the same uh, end in terms of driving from one to the other. But everything that you described about Convoy and about your team Carlos Siegel said the same thing about Fort Loramie, and it's just it's so cool to see two communities like that. And I'm obviously kind of biased in that I love both communities be able sure. to represent on that big stage, not Columbus this year with whatever, but to be able to take that down to Dayton and show no matter what, hey, this is how we do in our part of the state. Yeah, you know, I'm, I am, I am uh, blessed and very proud, you know, just like coming back on Saturday and and uh, you know, a lot of people don't eat, don't get to experience coming back. And we had we had our sheriff that that's that from Convoy bring us back in once we got into Vanworth County. We had you know like six fire trucks that, that brought us through the town, and we had everybody back there. And what a celebration to to uh, you know enjoy that that win on Saturday night. 
And uh, that, that's just that's something that doesn't happen everywhere you go. And I think that's, that's what's so special about our communities. Now, unfortunately, we didn't win anything when I was at Spencerville. And part of that is because of Crestview. But I, I can't <laughs> think of a better thing. And I try to explain this to my friends from bigger cities of to see that fire truck thing. Like, I look forward to seeing the videos and seeing the girls and the boys smile yeah. of, of just that is such an amazing experience, I would think. It, it was great. Like I said, just to see the community and your families there, you know, just beaming with excitement. And, uh, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't, if I didn't just give a shout out to my, my wife and my kids. I mean, I really haven't had a time to really be emotional about that, but I mean, my wife, my wife does the book for me. My, my sixth grade daughter is my manager. Uh, my, my two kids are, are playing. I've got another daughter that's doing stats for me and all season long. They've been there every step of the way. And that's just another reason why this season has been so special. I think it's pretty smart how you're saving all that coaching money by just having your family do all the labor. <laughs> that that does help a little bit, especially sixteen dollars <laughs> tickets for state. But right. no, like I said, it's it's been a it's been a true blessing and, and like I said, that's my immediate family. I, I just my, the rest of my family too has, has been there and, and it, it's that's what makes it so great is, is to to share it with the family. I can just imagine they get the uh, the list of all the people who were with your program down at State, and half of them are named Gregory. It's like the the year that they had all the sins at Wayne Trace. Right, right, yeah. Is this yeah. A, is everybody related in Convoy? How does that work? No, 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 but I'm 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 an implant. I'm no, from, I mean I'm from that's Vernon, probably Ohio. what they're saying. <laughs> like to get, it, they could be. They you could can't have be. the whole town be a Gregory, can you? I know, I know, I know, but. I'm, it, it, it sure is a lot of fun. Well, I wish you guys the best of luck. I, I've enjoyed our conversation, and I look forward to being able to call your team here in a couple of days. Well, I just want to, again, say thank you to you and your station and all the work, all the people in the media that, that tirelessly work and put the effort in, because we talked about that before. You know, it, it's a lot of work to call a game. A lot of people don't think about it. A lot of work, and you. I know you, I know you do your homework because you're one of the best, so thank you so much. Well, th- I, I thank you. Your check's in the mail. <laughs> Take care and, and uh, look forward to seeing you soon. That's Crestview Coach Mark Gregory back with more here in just a few. Danny the Dealmaker, are you ready? Ready for what, Eric? Brand new cars and trucks are rolling into Lee Kissel Chevy Buick GMC again. That's great because we need pre owned trades big time. Yep, Danny, have I mentioned lately how much respect I have for this country? Not in the last five minutes. Even the virus can't keep us down. GM workers are back strong and building the best there is. And we're here proud to represent the greatest products on American Road Chevy, Buick, and GMC. And I love how so many of us in the area have remained positive, helping each other and staying the course. No matter how long this situation takes to resolve itself, please keep this in mind. Lee Kinsel GM Sales and Service has been around for 50 years, and will be around for another 50 years. Wherever you're listening, you're always welcome here in Van Wert. At Kinsel's, it's all about clear, easy-to-understand deals, best quality pre-owned vehicles, top-of-the-line financing, and world-class service. See us online at LeeKinsel.com. Call 866-LEE-KINSEL. Better yet, stop in at 650 West Durban Road in Van Wert. Thank you for finding new roads to help us rebuild the American economy. Talking about the state semifinals, getting ready for the uh, contest between Fort Loramie and Crestview, and talking with Coach Carlos Siegel, congratulations, first of all, on the regional title and really to get to this point in the season. Well, thank you so much. Um, yes, anytime you are playing in March, it's, it's a phenomenal feeling. Um, I, I'm happy for the players, what they've accomplished this year. Um, I'm happy for our community that they get to experience joy because it's, it's been a long, long year since last March. So um, we, we are excited to uh, represent Fort Army down at UD. You almost get an extra bonus. I mean, with getting Ava back, and Ava has a couple of really big games. Dana has had a tremendous run during this tournament. It just seems to me like, and, I, and I've seen you play a handful of times, that everything is going right in terms of Nobody seems uh, mentally fatigued when you get to this far in the season. 28 games is a long time, but especially with what they've had to go through, it seems like mentally you guys are just on the complete right track right now. Well, thank you for that compliment. I do believe Ava coming back (laughs) has given our girls some renewed um, energy, excitement. Um, She was a big part of our success last year. And, you know, when she went down to ACL and, and, and volleyball, we all assumed that she would not be playing basketball. And as she was progressing, and, and she's such an incredible young lady, 
she was in that gym with us every day off the side with her uh, with our athletic trainer doing all of her workouts and uh, she just wanted to be a part of it and as the season was progressing it was probably maybe mid-January when we started you know talking maybe you know to her parents and to her doctor that maybe she could just dress for varsity put the uniform on and that way she could feel like she's part of the team versus dressing in her khakis and just being a, a person on the bench and so that's what our goal was and I and she was excited about that well then things just kept progressing to the point where um, her actual doctor called me and said, we're going to go ahead and release her. We're going to let her start practicing. And it's possible that she might even be playing in some of your games for you. And that was just, you just talk about tears of joy for everybody at the gym when she first stepped on the floor. Um, you know, her trainer was proud of her. Her doctor was an attendant because, you know, he's the uncle of another player. And um, it just, um, it's great for our program. It's great for Ava. It's great for her family. When you got off the phone, did you just sit there and smile for about 10 minutes before you told anybody? I did. I was just, um, yeah, I, you know, you give all the credit to Ava and her, her team of um, people that were helping her recover, but, you know, she had to do all the work and, um, yeah, she's just, she's a great kid. And I, you know, I, I love the saying, great things happen to good people. And um, she, she deserves this completely. In uh, the Minster game, she probably played huh, 10 minutes more than she should have. And so um, I was really hoping that my, 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 my team would show up and play really, really good on Saturday so we wouldn't need her and have to rely on her as much. And so her, her minutes were, you know, down a little bit on Saturday, and she's okay with that. Um, she was a little muscled fatigued after the game on Thursday. Her knee is fine. There's no pain in her knee. Um, the trainer and everybody checked her out, said she's good to go, but I think she was just, that was her first game. And for her to play, I think, 14, 15 minutes is probably just a little over, over the course. I think the thing that stuck out most to me, and like I was talking about your girls, that they seem to really genuinely care about one another as people, not even necessarily as basketball players, was that in the highlight when she got her first point since she's come back <laughs> since 2019, all I could see in the highlight was there was no one on your bench in their seats. They were jumping and probably as loud as they were that entire game. Yeah, and you know we're we're – playing this year, we, we weren't playing very good at that point. Now, that her basket got us with three for halftime. But, yeah, the, the jubilation on our players, it was like, you know, this, like right now the score doesn't matter. It just matters that Ava scored a basket and we're happy for her. And it was that was a cool experience. And, you know, I when I walked in the locker room, we always have a little coaches meeting about the adjustments you have to make. And I went in the locker room, and their faces were all still because they're thinking, oh, she's not going to be happy with us because we didn't play very good. I walked in and I looked. I said, "Even still, I said I'm so proud of you." I said, "High five!" I gave her a big high five, and it kind of broke the ice in the locker room. And so I just you know, told the girls, "I said, these are things that we're doing wrong. That's what we need to do better. If we're going to try to win this game against Minster." And I just felt like we came out in the third quarter and started playing the way that we were supposed to be playing. Now, looking at that Minster game, you're down going into the fourth quarter. You're able to come back, withstand, hold them really in check in the fourth quarter in terms of scoring. But I mean, did you? Just looking at it, there's there's been a lot of talk since a lot of folks believe that that would have been the state championship matchup last year, and you said uh, that your team's a lot different. Mike Wiss has said that about his own team, but I mean, kind of get that feeling the first time you played them, there's a really good chance we're going to see them again down the road. Yeah, I mean, when we found out that, you know, Mr. was going to accomplish uh, regional again this year, I mean, yes, I mean, it's just, you know, um, they're a phenomenal team. They're well coached. They're, they've got great athletes, and so we, we knew the probability was pretty high that we'd be seeing them down in Vandalia again for the third time in four years. How much fun is that game to be in, in terms of uh, kind of a mental chess match with Mike Wiss, where you know you're thinking eight steps ahead, he's thinking eight steps ahead, and you just got to find that one different thing and hope the girls can execute it. Absolutely. Um, I tell you what, those are the games that um, I absolutely enjoy 100% because. Um, it's just the, the X's and O's of it, and you're always thinking, and like you said, it's a chess match. You know, like, what can we throw at them to stop them, and what can we do to propel our team? And, figure it. and that's what coaching is. You just you, you love that part of the game, you know, and um, uh, I enjoy that, you know. And I, I was, you know, lost my voice that night. Um, I was extremely sweaty after the game. I, I worked my tail off. My players worked their tails off. My coaching staff worked their tails off. And so it was just, um, it was a huge win for our program. I mean, and it was a huge win for these, these seniors, you know, because these seniors played Minster their freshman and sophomore years and lost in the regional finals. And so for them to play 
and win this game this year. Um, I kudos to them for hanging in there and, and, and playing fast. And that that's the only loss that that Minster senior class will leave Minster High School with in the tournament. Yeah, that that is amazing, and that's you know, congratulations to that senior class and congratulations to Mike and his staff. That is that is absolutely phenomenal what what they have accomplished in their their four years there. I have loved getting to be around your program a handful of times. We've done five or six games so far this year. And just to, to get to watch, I love going to Fort Loramie, whether it's for baseball, we went for football a handful of times, and, and for your team and for Corey's team. But I got to be there the day of the celebration, the, the game against Ottawa Glendorf. And oh, it was yeah. it was so cool to be able to have all those girls back in that building and just – I mean, the coaching and the stories, I, I can only imagine how kind of it was bittersweet, I would think, a little bit, in that if not for COVID, then that building would have been standing right. room only. Correct, correct, yes. Um, yeah, we, you know, we started this, uh, we, there was a very small celebration for the 40 years, and then 45, it got really big, and, you know, people just loved it, you know, and I got so many messages from my former players, from my classmates, you know, and just saying how awesome that was, and so, you know, Oh, we got to keep doing this, and it is. I just, I, I enjoy that they come back. I enjoy that former players still have a, a strong bond to the program after so many years. And you know, I think it helps. You know, we're a small town. You've got cousins, and you've got you know aunts playing, you've got sisters playing, you've got we have daughters now and granddaughters of the first players still in the program. And it's just, uh, it's just a fun day. It's a, it's a great celebration, um, and, I, and I really enjoy it afterwards when I get to meet up with all of the girls at the Legion and they tell stories and they're like, so you don't know this, but this is what we did in the last room when you weren't in there. This is what we, you know, and I just, they, they make me laugh and I just, um, it's just good to see that part of them, you know, 10, 10 years out. Well, and it's funny too, because I heard Dave Ross say on the PA, the number of games that you've been a part of at Fort Loramia and maybe, you know, that's a, a little more of a, a year admission than you would have liked, but, it's just to be able to be around so many different as a coach and a player and to just have all those memories. And that's, that's such a, a great testament to you. I mean, being around in the success that you guys have had. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. I just, I always tell the player, you know, when you, when I, when I first started playing and I would walk in the gym and I would see I'd be the older gym, but I would walk in there and I would see the banners for the, the county and the district and the regional wins. I mean, I look at those numbers, and like, when you see it, like, 83, I mean, there's certain names that pop out in my head, you know, it's, it's not just a number, it's people, and so I always tell the girls, you know, when we get ready for our tournament burner, I say, look at the banner, it said, what number do you want up there, what, what number do you want on the, what, you know, what banner do you want to put your number on, so when people come in, and they see 21 up there, they see you, and they, they, they think of, look at the concerts that you did. I mean, because I, I walk in the gym, I mean, with the gym, I look at the gym, there's numbers and faces to me. It's, it's not just numbers, it's faces of former players, teammates, and even the girls that I look up to when I started playing, you know. So I, I am so lucky that, you know, I got to play there under day and I had four great years. Um, very fortunate to come back and, and be able to coach it there. Um, I just, yeah, I just, I, I love Fort Lamy and I love basketball, so it's just a, a great um, um, you know, combination for me. Well, I always joke about being from a small town that going to small towns, whether it's it's in Fort Loramie or it's in Putnam County or wherever, that you know it really doesn't matter. You look at it, and it's it's going to be easy because it's going to be a hundred girls and only seven last names. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> it's in and in some places it's more true than in others. Makes it easy to learn, you know, the rosters. Right, we we we've had lots of brandies over the years, um, lots of roses. You know, we got the Darien Rose, the Daniel Rose connection. So, yeah, the familiarity of, of the, the girls in their relation does make it easier for the announcers. It's always the joke of you have to have at least one or two of these on your roster every year. Yes, and um, I think that reminds me that the, the name is Brandy. <laughs> have right. you heard that story? Right. Yeah, I mean, the, the boys' teams that have um, the state and the titles all have a Brandy on it. Um, I think my, my previous um Champions have had a brand we on it, so um, I guess I'm kind of excited because I, I do have a colleague brand we on my team this year. <laughs> right, and then you know that those years that you don't, maybe you you know you expect a little less, just, just based on the dumb luck, that. you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, this year, you, the girls had to refocus. You had that 46 game winning streak that goes by the wayside. 
what happens in a locker room or, or what do you have to say to do you have to say anything to them after that or are they able to all right, forget it, let's just start a new one? Yeah, I mean, you know, the one the back game, uh, what, what a great team. Coach Mark always has a great program year in and year out. And um, like I said earlier, you know, I, I, I take some blame for that game. Um, I think our goals are mentally and physically fatigued going into that, that game because, you know, coming off of a five-week, ten-game, huge threat of awesome teams. And um, there are some things that I did that um, I probably, you know, should have looked at different ways going into that game because of the fatigue factor. Um, we did not play very well that day. Um, you know, we lost by 22 points, and it's been a long time since our team has had a suffer a loss like that. Um, but you no, know, I, I think that we directed us. I I think that um, straightened our sails and put us in the right direction that we need to go. And I, I feel like ever since then, this team, you know, they know what their mission is, um, and they're hungry and they're listening and they're going to do whatever they can to make sure that they're they're, they're being comes through this year. When you look at Crestview, they've obviously got two terrific scores in Callie Gregory and in Olivia Cunningham, but they're able to do a handful of things different. Bailey Gregory gives them kind of the ability to stretch the floor, and then they're able to go inside to Maya Etzler. I it it looks like on paper, I mean, they are a possibility of a matchup nightmare. Yeah. Um, so what we, what we have learned from them the last few days is that um, that they're. I would say somewhat similar to us in the fact that they like, they love to push the ball. Um, they've got five girls in the floor that can score on any given night, which is very, you know, you've you seen the last couple of games. We've, we've had different people step up each night um, to do what, they, what we need them to do to, to win a game. So, um, yes, I, I think he has to normal athletes. Uh, I think it's going to be a very up-tempo game. Um, I think it's going to be a fun, exciting game for both crowds because you've got two teams that um, are, you know, somewhat defensive-minded and somewhat, at the same time, offensive-minded. So I think um, it, 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 it's going to be an exciting game. I, I'm looking forward to it. How ecstatic are you about the change that you're going to have about 650 of your fans in that building? Yeah. Um, that, that's it's totally great. Um, I, I'm glad that we're, each of them you got larger numbers. Um, I, I think the girls will play better with, with, their, with their hometown behind them. You know, we've always been very fortunate at Fort Romney that when we make these big tournament runs, we have huge, phenomenal crowds. You know, and in the past years, you know, if, if you go to a state title game, you know, you're looking at twelve or fifteen hundred people in the stands from your, your town. So we're not quite, you know, halfway there, but we will enjoy all six hundred fifty people. We will enjoy hearing them cheer for us and and be our sixth man and, and get ourselves excited and pumped up and, and do great things on the floor. What have you or the 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 I would say the older group? of players who have been to these levels. I mean, it's been a little bit, not that long. Obviously, there are other teams that would love to have your pedigree of, well, it's been a couple of years, but been <laughs> able to impart on this group that, you know, to look for or maybe to, to kind of get a feel for, don't be nervous going into this weekend. Yeah, um, I've been very fortunate that, um, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about the 50-year celebration and, and the, the tightness of the former players. Every... Um, you know, when we have gone to state in the past, we, we will have former players reach out through letters, through texts. Um, I've had some players before saying, you know, we'd like to come and talk to your team. So I'm not sure absolutely. Um, so they come and give them a little pet talk and stuff. And I, I just think, you know, the commonality of, of our programming, you know, with, with sisters and cousins and everything like that, it's just, they've heard about it. They understand the expectations. They understand that, you know, they've worked so hard for 28 games, now is not the time to let up. Now is not the time to back in the glory. You still have a job to do, and you still have to go out and perform. You know, on Thursday, you got to get the job done if you want it to perform on Saturday. And so I, I think the work ethic, um, that mental aspect of it, has already been ingrained from, from other people. So, yeah. I am so looking forward to this game. I've been a big fan for a while of uh, just everything that the community stands for, and what you and Corey have going with your programs. And I wish you the best of luck. I, I just can't wait for us to get to Thursday morning already. Oh, good. I, I'm as excited as you are as well. So um, I appreciate all the kind words you say about uh, our program and our school and our community. We appreciate your support. And we love that you follow our team. Well, I am happy to do it. Uh, again, I wish you the best of luck on Thursday. Carlos right. Siegel, the uh, head coach at Fort Loramie, as we get closer to the uh, tip-off of the state semifinals.
When you want quality and affordability, take the savings drive to Herring House Furniture in downtown Ottawa. Two floors and 35,000 square feet of showroom. Come on over and check us out. Back of the carry pregame show. Now uh, talking with Waynedale head coach Rick Geyser. And Rick, first of all, congratulations on this trip. I know the first time down, you guys have got uh, what I would imagine is a lot of focus and a lot of happiness in your group right now. Yeah, we're really excited. The girls uh, have invested a whole lot into getting us to this point, and uh, they've really worked on their skills uh, and uh, have really sacrificed as a team. And so uh, they're very deserving, and I'm, I'm really proud of them for earning this right to play in the Final Four. You had kind of an interesting route to get here. I mean, it, at one point, it pretty much just seemed like the last handful of rounds that Brooklyn Troyer took your team on her back. She had those 19 straight points, and, and just, I mean, that's a heck of a performance. And as a coach, I would imagine there's not a lot you can say at that point when she's just on it. Yeah, well, she's one of those special players that doesn't come around very often. And, uh, you know, being able to trust her in, in uh, every single situation and to make the right to make the right reads. And, you know, and then her teammates getting her the ball in, in the right spot so that she can make those plays too. So it's her, uh, her being able to finish the play, but it's a lot about her teammates getting her the ball in the right spot as well. Folks who might not know a lot about your program, you've got four girls who have hit – more than 37 threes this year and, and Brooklyn with those 37. Uh, what makes this team so dangerous? Is it their ability? It seems to me their ability to kind of stretch the floor and anybody can hit from anywhere. That's that's one of our biggest strengths that we can stretch the floor. And we got, I mean, we, we have everybody shoot them. I mean, all, all nine girls that are in our rotation, uh, if they're open, we let we let them shoot it and, uh, and we trust them. We, we work really hard in the offseason on our, on our skills and uh, and that was going to be a part because we're definitely not the tallest team. Uh, so we've got to find ways to uh, create mismatches. And, and one of those is stretching opponent's defense to the three-point line. So, uh, you know, we that's what got us here, and, and we're not going to shy away from it. I would imagine with all those threes that your team has taken, you've got to have taken, what, five or ten on the year? <laughs> well, we mess around in practice enough that, uh, that I've shot a few in, a few in the uh, – in the practices, we, you know, they're they're a fun group, and they like to compete against us coaches as well. So we do a few shooting competitions. And they're always game to to see where they can uh, put us back in our place. <laughs> I don't suppose you want to tell me how those generally turn out. Yeah, well, they're pretty good shooters, so I'm not going <laughs> to say much more. Uh, you've gotten an opportunity already to see OG in person. You guys played last weekend early. I know the Highland coaches were in the building as well. What did you learn about Audible Glendorf seeing them play Afrocentric? Oh, they're very disciplined. They they're a very physical team. They're they're just a one of those teams that that does it the right way. And uh, they're well coached. They're they're organized, and uh, you know that's what you have to be to get to this point. Uh, just watching them compete against Afrocentric, they knew uh, exactly what Afrocentric's strengths and weaknesses were, and, and we know that's going to be a thing when we go against them tomorrow. They're going to be very prepared. And, so, uh, you know, coach does a great job with them. And so, you know, it's going to be a battle. You know, we, we have a little bit uh, maybe different styles. Uh, they can uh, go inside. We don't go inside very much uh, unless it's off of, off of dribble penetration. So, uh, you know, it's a little bit different, different style, but that's what makes great matchups down here. Do they remind you of anybody you've seen throughout the tournament or on your regular season schedule? They do remind me of a team in our league, uh, Norway, who finished the year uh, with 23 wins, uh, it was us and them at the top of our uh, of our league. And uh, Norway goes about six foot, six foot, uh, and their point guards about five eight or nine. And so it's it's a very similar matchup to what we saw with Norway. And uh, you know, it's kind of nice actually to to feel like we can give the girls a a comparison that fits in our league. So somebody we've already played twice and um, and had really good games with. Well, Coach Ant had the highest of compliments for your team. He likened you to Bath that beat them earlier on in the year and just said, you know, he looks at you on film and sees a highly athletic team that presents just a multitude of issues if you're not able to run with them. And, uh, again, that's that's a heck of a comparison. Yeah, I, I'm not really familiar with Bath, but I did see that uh, that those two had some, some good games. And so, you know, we we try and create situations that are hard to guard. Uh, I know he's been looking at those situations, and so it'll be interesting. Maybe a little bit of a chess match in uh, how they how they guard us and how they maybe tweak some things that we haven't seen before, and then how we react to it. And probably likewise us guarding them. 
uh, in a similar fashion as well. So, um, you know, when you get down battle and, uh, so it's been 25 years of me watching this game. So I'm really looking forward to being on the sideline for this one. Well, congratulations to your team for making it this far and good luck coming up here in a bit. Okay. We, uh, we appreciate that. Thanks for your coverage. Back with more here in just a few on the pregame show. Stop in to the Carriot Party Shop on Main Street in Ottawa, now under new ownership. The Carriot Party Shop is your place for Browns backers. Stop in on Sunday to cheer on the Cleveland Browns or during the week for their daily lunch specials. The Carriot Party Shop for lottery, snacks, chips, and ice-cold beverages. The Carriot Party Shop, your full-service carryout on Main Street in Ottawa. Back on the Carrier pregame show, talking to Ottawa Glendorf head coach Troy Yant and making the fifth trip to, uh, I want to say Columbus, but the first trip to Dayton, the state semifinals. And Troy, first of all, congratulations on the season and the big win over Afrocentric. Thank you. Uh, you know, it was a trying season, what was COVID and a couple of, you know, quarantine issues and just uh, to get to where we're at and to, and to be in the position we're at, you're going to ask for a better opportunity, I guess. I remember sitting there the other night and thinking the last 545 felt like it would not come off the clock quick enough. That's for me up above. I can only imagine watching you kind of pacing back and forth how long it had to have seemed for you. Well, even then after the after uh, the one girl had, what, eight points in that last couple of minutes there, that, that really uh, made that clock seem like it was a calendar rather than a, a, a <laughs> clock. So, uh, yeah, it was trying, I'm, you know, but – just happy that it worked out for the best for the girls, and and we'll take it. One thing that's sort of been a big thing for your team this year is the up down version of free throw shooting, where it, you know you're kind of been you've kind of been all over the place. But I mean, Kelsey goes eight for ten in the fourth quarter. You guys end up something crazy, uh, nineteen of twenty three or something. I mean, what's the the catalyst to that lately? That when these games have been on the lines through the districts and the regionals, that they've been able to get it done from the line. Uh, I don't know. It's not like we're practicing free throws anymore. I think part of it is uh, a lot of times in the midseason, we didn't really know how to sub because we were still working through rotations, which meant Kelsey. It was difficult to get Kelsey and, and Aaron rest. We've done a little better job of managing some of that so that they're not so tired and they can maybe focus. Obviously, Kelsey, Aaron, and Chloe are the ones that are primarily drawing those fouls and, and are getting to the free throw line. And I think it's helped a little bit to keep them a little fresher and just uh and then also obviously understanding the impact of the game and how important it is to take your time and make those free throws kind of in the same vein you're talking about kelsey i mean just her last five or six games have been probably some of her best as a leader and just her ability to what seems like block everything else out and just take over a game has really blossomed yeah you know it's one of the reasons why she's a two-year captain, obviously a, a WBL player of the year last year, things maybe didn't work out. I don't know that we were as strong a team around her early that maybe would have propelled her to another WBL player of the year. But, um, you know, she's had that ability. She's demonstrated that. Obviously, you know, you remember the first couple of games against Kaleida and Spencerville where we looked like crap and Kelsey looked like the only person on the floor that knew how to play basketball. So she's been able to do that for us. Um, as other girls have blossomed in the midseason, she kind of took a step back. I think part of that was to allow for their growth. Uh, but obviously she knows now that any one of these games is going to be her last if we lose. And, and there's a an added importance for her to maybe um, to do everything she can. Uh, you know, I really was impressed with the way she handled the pressure of Afrocentric, uh, stepping to the line and being focused, uh, getting to the rack a few times and, you know, maybe setting the tone that we could do almost what we wanted to, as opposed to last year, I felt like we played afraid a lot after some early shots were blocked. So, you know, all of that is, is, is dependent upon her. And obviously we're going to need that again with uh, Kelsey being the only senior senior in the starting lineup. We're going to be going against, uh, you know, a very good team in Waynedale with three starting seniors and two juniors. And then obviously any of the other teams down there are just talent loaded. So, well, when you look at this trip, with Kelsey being the only senior that saw playing time in that run a couple of years ago, the last time you guys were there, uh, what what is this trip like for you sort of to see that? I mean, it's different in that obviously the venue is different, but I, I mean, they all mean something, but this is, is so different, I guess. 
Well, it, it is different. You know, there for a while, we I think we had an expectation of getting to Columbus. And when you have an expectation, you never really get a chance to sit back and, and think just how wonderful of an experience it is for the girls. Then when you're not there for a little while, you're like, well, you know, will we ever get back down there? Can we do something like that? Um, but even throughout the season, I felt like with Kelsey being this, the only girl that really had any any playing time down there, that it, it had an impact on how we were able to relate to the girls. You know, when you go down there and you get those extra games in districts, regionals, and then obviously you get that time to be down there with the girls for the state championship, it really brings the team pretty close. And it gives a, an additional bond between the coaching staff and the players, which unfortunately – we haven't really had with this team because, again, it's basically you know been pretty limited, and then obviously we didn't have any summer programs. So to get to where we're at and to get back to a point where we're able to go down for the weekend and, and concentrate solely on basketball will be a big thing for this program. Wayne Dale was obviously in the building on Saturday night. They were there to scout you guys. They played earlier in the day. One thing that I sort of take away from looking at them is they shoot an extremely high amount of threes. They have four different girls who have hit – anywhere from 37 to 59. Schematically, when you look at them, do they remind you of anybody you've seen during the season? Well, I think the closest scouting report we have that is similar would maybe be Lima Bath, just for the number of girls that can shoot it. Um, obviously, you know, it, it's a little different because uh, Bath is a, a team that does a lot of things. This team primarily shoots three. Um, they don't have a, a six-foot post player like Bass is. I think their post player is five, seven, five, eight, and she's also their leading uh, three-point shooter in percentage. So um, it, it, it's really no one we've seen that has something similar. Um, but it, in, a, in a sense, maybe Delta. Uh, Delta had a, a five-senior all shooters, um, but they didn't shoot at the percentages. And the you know it, it, this will be very trying on us. Uh, hopefully, we can establish that interior presence with our post play and force them to have to maybe change their style of play a little bit so that um, we can maybe have some success on the defensive end as well. Well, I am uh, definitely looking forward to this one. Middle of the day, new venue, big venue, and uh, I am just uh, can't wait to see what the girls come up with. Well, hopefully. Um, you know, we got the scouting report in last night. We were able to, uh, to kind of – tailor what we wanted to do in practice we get another practice tonight and then a walk through tomorrow so hopefully the girls buy in they've done a great job in the two regional games of taking what the coaches have given them and putting it into practice so hopefully we can do that and and, then uh you know put our best foot forward do you ever get tired of having the buses come back in with fire trucks (laughs) me personally um, after being on a bus ride for an hour and a half, two hours, and <laughs> then going fair. through town for another half an hour, my knees are killing me. Uh, <laughs> but it's great for the girls. They love it. So, you know, it's, it's just a cross I got to bear, I guess. Well, good luck with Wayndale. Thanks much. That's Troy Yant, the head coach of OG, back with more here in just a few. Are you in Spencerville and looking for a place to eat before the Bearcats play? Well, then, head to my place, 128 North Broadway, for deep-fried mushrooms, chili cheese fries, the best pie around, and soup of the day. If you're in a hurry and just want to order some to go, you can give Doug and his staff a call at 419-647-4062, and they'll have it ready for you. My Place Restaurant at 128 North Broadway in Spencerville, a proud supporter of Bearcat Athletics. The Spencerville Athletic Boosters are a 501c3 organization committed to supporting the student-athletes at Spencerville Local Schools. All donations made to the Boosters go to the athletes for new jerseys, huddle equipment, and much, much more. To learn more about the Boosters and to help our athletes succeed on the field with your generosity off the field, please visit facebook.com slash Spencerville Athletic Boosters. Or if you have questions, please contact Sean McFerrin at BearcatBoosters at Outlook.com. Let's go Bearcats. And a big thanks to all of the uh, sponsors for being a part of this show. I am surrounded by so many great people. And a big thanks to this week's uh, sponsor of the week, Elite Kinsel. You can find them on West Irvin Road in Van Wert. Give Big E a call if you are looking to do anything in the world of uh, prep sports, youth sports, or you just need a new car. Bossman Dave bought one. He says, uh, go to Lee Kinsel. I would, but we're a Ford family at my house. Just letting people react to that, I guess. Uh, my father-in-law worked there for 50 years, and that's 
That's what we do. So, unfortunately, they don't have any. When they do, I'll be the first one in line on West Urban Road in Van Wert, the Around the Hearn Business of the Week this week. If you'd like to hear your business talked about on this podcast, please hit me up on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP or it's at Mike at MichaelHearn.com. Please check out the website. A lot of great things going on, recaps and previews, along with some interviews as well as uh, this show is posted up there. You can check it out straight from the iTunes vault. And I hope that you have enjoyed this show. A big thank you to all four coaches in uh, Carlos Siegel and Mark Gregory, as well as uh, Troy Ant and Rick Geiser for being a part of this. OG basketball coming up in uh, just a bit at 5 o'clock will be the tip with the uh, pregame brought to you by the fine folks at the Cariots at about 4 o'clock. You can hear that on WZOQ Radio. And you've got two choices. Well, three choices, really. There's a litany of places that will be on the air tomorrow night. It'll be Van Wert High School, and it'll be either the DeBreeman Cardinals walking out with another state appearance, adding to their football state championship, or the Columbus Grove Bulldogs getting to the state Final Four. That is on uh, WKKI. You've got it on WZOQ Radio as well. They'll do a terrific job, WCSM. You can watch it back on at WTLW and WOSN. And just uh, so many great places supporting high school basketball. Don't forget tonight. I know uh, good luck to the Shawnee Indians and Coach Mark Triplett. They play at the Fieldhouse in Elida back at home as I sit here this afternoon in Dayton. But thank you so much for listening and supporting this little show now well over a year into it. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope to talk about state wrestling next week and the state basketball recap for the girls, the preview for the boys and uh, I'd love to have coaches on this one. As uh, Just, again, hit me up. Tell me who you would like to hear on this show. I, I'd love to have anybody who wants to be a part of this show. And uh, God bless the family of Joe Tate, longtime Cleveland announcer for the Indians and for the uh, little bit for the Browns and mostly for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Wham with the right hand has been a uh, staple for the last 24 hours since I found out that he passed away. Kind of a, a personal thing. I met him. Once in Lima, he used to do games at the old Fox 25, and he came down, and uh, somebody was nice enough to tweet me a picture, and and God bless them that Joe, who did a high school game every year for, uh, it was a good portion, 10 or 15 years, until he got sick and ultimately passed away at the age of 83. He's wearing an Audeville Big Green shirt in the picture that I was sent, and it just was such a cool moment, but uh, I hope his family... Is doing well, and God bless him and, and all the memories that he provided for almost 40 years on the microphone. No, not a nicer man has there ever been. That's what I've got for this week. Uh, please make sure to tune back in next week. Check out the earlier episode as well. Two terrific collegiate young ladies, one headed there, one already there, and uh, Peyton Warnicky and the uh, future Clemson Tiger in uh, Miss Michaela Elmore. And uh, just trying to do as much as we can. That's what we have this week for a special edition, the second edition of Around the Hearn here from the University of Dayton Arena. Just have a great afternoon, and I hope your favorite team wins along the way. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.